Right, I've got to go. Yeah, your wife will be cold. I love you. And it goes for goal! 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 It's so exciting. Good idea, just the execution that was wrong. It was an unerring effort. Well, what a strange moment, a freakish moment, really. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's a shame. He's missed it, hasn't he? They did the initial bit well. They've made a mess of it. How do you like them? Hello and welcome to FIFA Insidercast number three, uh, hosted as always by myself, Dave Bryant. And uh, this week on the mic, I've got, as always, Mr. Tom Mills. Hello. Hello. And the man who has upgraded his corner to a cave, Toby Ross, a.k.a. Internet myth, Zayor. Hello. See, I now think that was... a cave is a downgrade. Do you think a cave is a downgrade? This is what I was going to ask. Well, corner sounds like it might be a bit warmer. For a normal person, <laughs> a corner would be nicer than a cave. But... A, cor- a corner <clears throat> does imply that there's another, the rest of the room. Yeah, and a roof. I suppose a cave's got a oh. top on it now. Yeah. So how are you finding the cave, Toby? It's it's quite dark, actually. Oh, that's the sound of Tottenham scoring. Oh. Oh, I was about to actually open this with two very smug Arsenal fans. Um, and um, Milan currently winning three 0 but is that now three one, Toby? Yeah, and that's an away goal. So, oh, that's game oh. over then, isn't it? Does that mean it's um, Mr. Bale? It's bloody Adam <clears throat> actually. Oh my God, that's which worse. is doubly ridiculous. That is worse. Oh well, I mean, you've gone from smug to to upset in a second, but that's football for you, gentlemen. Um, so this is Toby. This is your first insider cast. Yeah, are they different from normal podcasts? Are they um, more insidery? Not really. We seem to record them during football matches more than we did the previous ones. Uh, is this yeah, that's to add something. Yeah. See, that is the theme. But yes, there is um, more insiderness, of course, uh, as the name says. And there's um, uh, more snappy content, I think, um, based on the previous two. So, uh, I've moved without, from, uh, beer onto gin and tonic. So. I haven't got anything tonight to fuel my... Um, podcastery so um yeah i wonder if i'll be as good as i have some previous weeks let's uh <laughs> let's find out so without further ado gentlemen number one on the agenda this evening fifa 14 of course is going to happen we know that we're just waiting for ea to officially unveil but apparently it's, it's been listed for ps4 <clears throat> courtesy of amazon.de tom mm. they have a habit of just putting shit up whenever they fancy it rather than paying attention to whether people might or might not want it announced, but it was it was there. Don't know whether it's genuine. Haven't actually followed up on it since we first posted it, but it, it was there. I saw it. You'd think, um, obviously, um, with the next Sony's next-gen reveal and Microsoft's, you know, soon to come and E3 and all that sort of stuff, you'd think, Toby, that FIFA 14 is going to be cross-platform. You, is it safe to assume it would, that? But, I mean, certainly wasn't the case last generation at all. Um, it, it's hard to know, and if if it is next, if it is next gen FIFA 14, who knows what type of next gen we're looking at? Anyway, it might it might just be a resed up version of what we've got now. Mm. Very hard to say at this stage. I mean, I think Amazon D have a sort of 
tendency to put things up which are not necessarily true uh, they're quite speculative, I think. So we'll see, I guess. It, I, I hope that it is on the PS4, but I'm. It, it will be a case of waiting to know exactly what is on the PS4 as much as whether or not FIFA 14 is. Uh, I'm not going to bother upgrading to a PS4 to play the same game, but I, I don't think. Was um was it FIFA 07 that was the stripped down version on 360 FIFA 7 was not stripped down that was the actual that was the new engine it was extremely stripped I mean, down yeah. but it was the new engine but FIFA 7 released a year after the 360 or nearly a year after the 360 mm. and there was the um the Road World to Cup the World game. Cup game yeah. which was I think that actually was a sort of extremely uh, kind of prettified version of uh the current gen ones but I'm not actually certain it certainly wasn't the new engine so I guess it it must have been because that was the year when there were kind of two World Cup games, weren't there? There was the Xbox 360 one, which, like you said, was a resed up kind of yeah. old engine. And then we had FIFA 07 proper, like you said, a year later. I think um, I think if the consoles do launch this Christmas, even if it's in the US only and not in the EU, I think Sony will want a FIFA title as part of the launch lineup because, you know, helps to shift units at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see on that. I think, uh, yeah, I think Amazon.de is kind of more in hope rather than expectation with some of their uh, listings. Um, they kind of put them down as placeholders and then just they'll just remove it if it turns out not to be true, which is... Uh, By then, everyone's great. forgotten about it anyway. Exactly. It's news, <clears> like <throat> say, for that day. And then after mm. that, everybody's forgotten about it anyway. Um, speaking of FIFA 14, EA have been doing a lot of face capturing, mm. uh, which sounds kind of odd. Um, but they've been touring France pretty much, well, extensively. There's been Lille... Uh, PSG, uh, Leon. Uh, Leon, yeah. So it looks like they're going League One crazy at the moment. Tom, mm. I think we went on this um, mentioned it last time. There's there is the five uh, partners that they visited, and then also since then there was one of those bits of news led to the fact that they were going to do Barca, and uh, I think it's Atletico. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, so the EA capture crew are enjoying a nice break in mm-hmm. the med in the med at the moment. So, I mean, Toby, I know that one of, on your um, it didn't make the official wish list, but um, you wanted um, dynamic hair pretty badly. Um, <laughs> I did, and so I, especially with, with, you, with the stuff which is in Tomb Raider on the PC with this tress effects. Yeah, uh, I think it, it is time really, especially especially for people like Schneider with that kind of hair. I think it'd be really great, and Higuain as well. Mm. Uh, Again, four. Can't think of any. Oh, Beckham. Mm. Mm. It's got nice hair. Mm. A little bit, bit of a... Beckham bromance. There. <laughs> imagine, capture. imagine what De Gea's hair would look like. He'd be almost able to like reach into a TV and touch it. It'd be so. I know you're a fan. I think that needs like special bum fluff tech. Uh, I'm not sure if that's part of the suite that Nvidia offer yet. But maybe it's like a second gen offering. Um. um Tom, um, a sad, sad moment for everybody who's a EA Sports um, season ticket holder because the packs are finished. I know, I'm fucked now. I know, I, I always enjoy that little Sunday, you know, that little kind of... Yeah, start a week and you open yeah, it little, up, there's pack. a new little pack and you think, oh. Um, and then there's <clears> nothing in it, nothing good in it, ever. I had a couple of decent um, decent players pulled out. Uh, I managed to sell for like 60,000, 70,000, which is... It's as good a return as I could hope for, really. 
my luck's been as bad as it's been since Fuck was introduced. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody that decent, to be honest. Have you ever pulled uh, a Team of the Week player out? Never. Really? Never. I've had one every every year, at least one or two. I've never had a black inform card in a pack. I've purchased them from the marketplace, uh, uh, but I've right. never had one in a pack. That is how bad my luck is. Maybe you should write more positive articles, and then. Is that what you think it is? Bad karma. I think it's just you know yeah maybe people are watching. Uh, speaking of negative, maybe the content. contents of those packs aren't quite as you know uh, random as you'd like to think. So Toby, if it's based on. Um, the positivity of articles. When you open fuck packs, do you just get nothing? It's <laughs> just an empty. I just very rarely do because it's always quite disappointing. I don't think I've ever got a player who I consider to be remotely good. No, I mean I don't often do it. I have to say I, I probably have quite a few which I have to open and never bothered to because I, I I did have a season ticket up until about February I think, um, but I've never bothered to open them. So maybe at some point I'll sort of go in. And probably end up with absolutely no one good, and still not play fun, I guess. I wonder if they um, I wonder if they time out after. I wonder if you've got to open them within a set period, or whether you can go in and just see that there's like months worth of packs there. Sounds like the kind of thing that EA might do. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they're not having um, the best of times of it at the moment. EA as, uh, as with uh, the Sim City debacle. Always <laughs> uh, online the... FIFA. Well, we have always online FIFA. It's called Esports Football Club, and it keeps disconnecting you from the servers. I was going to say, uh, well, you could call FIFA 13 never online FIFA. But what if the game actually stopped when that happened? Well, if you play FUT, Toby, it does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why I don't play FUT. Yeah, FUT is always online. If you disconnect from EA Sports Football Club, you're it, out. even if you're mid-match, it just cuts you out. Hmm. So we've already been suffering with this for some time. Good. Ah, oh, the joys of always on DRM. I can't wait for this next gen to really kick into action. Um, All those nasty rumours about Microsoft's console being always on full stop. Which can I you see. imagine? Can, can you imagine? I can. Yes, I can imagine. But everything, as we know, this is the thing I'm going to... Str- I mean, I don't like the thought of always on DRM on the Xbox, but we know that everything is better with Connect. so what am I going <laughs> to... I'm in a kind of a rock and a hard place. What do I do, Toby? What do I do? Yeah, you, you just have to buy both consoles and a Wii U okay. and a PC and a I Steam. If anyone bought a Wii U? Well, they've started shaving um, money off them, like they, you know, quite aggressively. So, but we thought FIFA 13 was quite good. The Wii U's features, Tom, as we really were good. quite quite impressed with that, actually. But neither of us bought a Wii U. Wasn't yeah, no, this is the thing. It was good as a kind of gimmicky side. When someone show. hands you one and says you can play this if you like, it's like, yeah, that's great. And when if someone was... says you've got to pay a couple hundred quid to be able to do this, you think, no, you're right. I've already got a PS3, thank you. Um, Tom, there was quite a chunky update to the EA Sports Football Club app, mm-hmm. which I know you frequent. Yeah, sometimes it works mostly now, so it's much more usable, um, even prior to the update. They've put squad stuff in there finally, which sort of was what I think I first thought it was going to be when we it was first announced was it like last summer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's some squad stuff in there now. You can create squads and mess around with them, which is good. Yeah, I think that's what we thought. You know, when we were told about this last last year, when it was a, a playtest last year, I think wasn't it? When we were kind of let in on the app side of things, um, and I guess that's what kind of what we imagined it to be, you know, from the word go, if you like, you know, a full fuck kind of companion app. 
Mm. Um, so it's good that it's now finally got that functionality. Although, if they had have launched it with all that stuff, the teething problems probably would have been a lot worse. Potentially. So, it's probably yeah. good that they've phased it in. It's interesting um, just to see how it works, because actually, I mean, I know there'll be people that have had loads of problems with it, because that's always the way, but in my experience of it, it's really smooth. Um, and the sort of drag and drop side of it, it's all quite in, it's all quite nice and quite intuitive. So there was something I was, I'm trying to write about that kind of thing at the moment. But um, it, I know you've got a huge problem with team management. So like, you know, the Vita connectivity. Could you imagine sitting there with a little Vita using the such screen to manage a team before a match? Is that appealing to you? Because that's that, now that that's in there, you can kind of see the there's only the little step in the middle connecting it up that's sort of not there. You know, we know that there's an app now that you can mess around with that stuff and it works quite well. Um, certainly much better than anything that's been in favour for the last five years. Yeah, so. it it does appeal to me um, in a, in quite a big way. I'm actually got a little something on the old team management back burner right now myself, which will probably hit the site soonish when I finish, you know, faffing. Um, what it excites me more is the ability to edit it on a PC and push it to console purely because of the PC interface, uh, the mouse <clears> keyboard, via, <throat> um, yeah. you know, sort of creation centery, perhaps somewhere in that kind of arena to a team tactics portal as part of EA Sports. Um, cool. And FIFA. then just being able to just like tag them, share them, you know, send yeah. people links to them, that kind of stuff. That'd be yeah. really cool. Be able to um, download entire leagues of preset tactics that people have done. Oh, yeah, that's dreamy. Now we're talking. Well, I just like yeah. the idea of it, because like, for me, being sat on the train on something on the way home, pull it out, mess around, make some changes. Like you say, push it to console. I like the idea of it being on my phone. But you know, Well, Call of Duty have already done that with some of their weapon preloads, haven't they? Mobile yeah. stuff that you can push to... to you have to be Black Ops Premium or whatever it is. Um, Toby, I mean, you, you don't play FUT, but the idea of mobile FIFA to help with things like that? I mean, especially at the moment when team management on the console is so sort of dire, it does make a lot of sense, I think. Uh, and also in terms of, especially if you want to get sort of league, you know, a league of, of tactics, which is certainly something I know a lot of uh, hardcore offline players want to do. That makes a lot of sense. Um, still think it it comes a sort of low second compared to actually improving the, the management interfaces. Mm. Um, but the thing yeah, is, I mean, is, like you could you do you, do you fight against using a controller for that kind of thing, which isn't really the best bit of kit to. I mean, I know it can be, it could be much much better than it is, but at the end of the day, doing I, that I mean, process with a controller is a bit of a pain in the ass unless it's very 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 well designed. Pez is pretty decent when it comes to that it's not you know it's not perfect it would probably be easier with a mouse but then i don't know how much worse it is than say a touch screen also with the playstation 4's controller given that it has that little touchpad at the top mm. um you'd think that should open up uh, a drag and drop interface as a possibility i mean that that's certainly what i think is best um, or just connect drag and drop that wouldn't work. <laughs> you could um, you could move the players with your voice. Yeah. Mm. Raphael, forward, forward. A little bit up, a little forward. bit left. No, the other left. <laughs> no, my left connects. <laughs> not not your left. I can see that being. Tom, you should do a video. You should do a video on that if they ever put it. Yeah, I guess I guess it is interesting. I think EA yeah, going for this whole persistent FIFA universe. Hopefully, not always on DRM FIFA. 
Um, <laughs> and I think anything they can add on to tablets, I think it makes sense. And I think if they do revamp Team Tactics, perhaps that'll be part of it. You know, the companion app that comes with Team Tactics to, to as you said, Tom, you know, when you're on the commute to tinker with your Arsenal formation and um, try and get that, try and get a trophy, you know, in, for the, in the so ninth. Secure that holy grail of fourth spot. You yeah. One, yeah. No, not yet. We See, will. Uh, <laughs> 12 points, 12 points, 12 points. Um, it's the time of year, Tom, where David Rutter normally does a spurious interview. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I say that because it's kind of March and it's kind of in between when EA would reveal something and in between, you know, not. And he likes to, you know, to pop up on these sort of things. And he's been interviewed by What Culture, Tom? He has. And a few, I guess, <clears throat> very subtle hints at FIFA 14 and next gen. Do you know what I took away from this, in all honesty? You can literally boil this interview down to. We're going to do some stuff for online, but we're not going to forget about offline. And that was kind of it, really. There was a lot. I mean, that was spread out over probably 1,500 words, but it was that's what I took away from it. Um, it's funny, so I've got a news alert thing set up for FIFA 14 news, so I kind of see it when it um, comes up onto the internet. And this has shown up about 900 times on 900 different websites so this interview's just gone completely viral with people scratching around us included trying to make it into some sort of news and try and dress it in a way where there's something relevant to FIFA 14 or something interesting in there but there really isn't so, so what you're saying is that all these 900 sites have summarised the fact that EA are going to do some stuff <laughs> to online FIFA and some stuff to offline FIFA yeah. in the future yes groundbreaking Tom um, and we're that, as guilty of that as anyone because I did write it up and post it but yeah. that is breaking news right there guys you can't you can't talk, I mean I don't even think we need to go to Toby for comment on that um, I guess the good thing is though the one thing I took out of that extra was when he Mr. Rutter was mentioning offline he was talking kind of career mode mm. um, and I am pleased that they're going to keep the focus on the offline side of career mode and not perhaps well they might do but i guess not try and take it online and do all this stuff when the core game still needs quite a bit of work um i think even though it's been getting steadily better um speaking of future fifas um i got my editorial pen and pad out um and started to have a look at kind of fifas very brief um flirtation with dlc uh in the form of euro 2012 which was i think probably can be best summed up as largely a disaster um don't say that because when we were at fsb we reviewed it quite positively you reviewed it quite possibly quite positively thank you um and it indeed in on the face of things looked reasonably positive until you started to dig a bit deeper into the licenses and yeah the, kind of the depth of the modes and stuff um and also i kind of had a look forward to fifa 14 and whether ea would you know try dlc again for one of those euro world cup games um so toby what's your thoughts on what were your thoughts first of all on euro 2012 as dlc did it work i have absolutely no well i i do know that it didn't work especially well because a lot of people said so i didn't actually buy it myself which i suppose says quite a lot Actually, um, I only had it because we got a review code, and then after that, someone gave me a download code. That was nice of them. Yeah. So I'm the only mug that bought this then? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't anything underhand. It was actually Asim that had a download code and gave it to me. Yeah. So. You see, the thing I th- the thing with Euro like, that I touched on in the article, is a lot of people kind of 
like criticise the the Euro 2008 World Cup 2010 for being FIFA 10.5, and there's always this big kind of forum hatred towards it because oh, it's only 10.5, it's only a patch gameplay. But I like them because they're patch gameplay because it's all the little niggles get kind of ironed out and it's a bit more balanced and there's the odd they put the odd nip and tuck in here and there. That's why I think FIFA World Cup 2010 is one of my favourite FIFA games. I was going to say, a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah, it's got that big tournament atmosphere. It's got really great presentation. It's got FIFA 10.5 gameplay, fine. It's got a few little bits and pieces tweaked here and there. But it's a lot more of a... It's a much more solid game than FIFA 10. um, Which is why I'm quite excited about the prospect of another full World Cup game next year. Mm. Um, So you're a fairly big fan of World Cup 2010 as well then, Tom? Yeah, I liked it. It's Mr. Humber's creation. It's very colourful. It is very yellow, very orange. Um, but, um, yeah, it, there's something about it that pl- it just played really well. It was very satisfying to play. It kind of captured on the pitch that tournament World Cup football sort of drama in a way mm. um, in terms of it wasn't necessarily a pure sim in the same way that you might look at FIFA 08 as being the slower, kind of methodical, most methodical FIFA that's probably ever been. Um, but it captured that kind of big tournament atmosphere. And also, of course, FIFA 14, World Cup 2014, looking forward, Toby, definitely will be next-gen. I, I suppose it will, yeah. Um, it's, Perhaps I think it could be incredibly... FIFA's first full next-gen game, in theory, if FIFA 14 is this it kind of halfway be, yeah. out. I mean, that that might be the best route for them to go, because it would allow, I mean, certainly, assuming FIFA 14 isn't, a proper next-gen title. I think there's a pretty good chance it won't be. I don't know anything, obviously. Uh, then I think that might be a very good way of them of actually kind of getting a game out there. There will be a lot of people who will want that next-gen FIFA fix, uh, and that would be a good time to do it. In terms of the actual sort of long-term problem of do they put out, put out a Euro game, do they put out uh, Champions League games, do they put out World Cup games, I think they're in an incredibly difficult situation because, as you say, some people like the fact it's got that slightly upgraded gameplay. It's it's perfect for the hard, really hardcore FIFA fan who is willing to spend eighty, ninety pounds a year on on FIFA. But it does very much allow you know they get accused kind of rightly that it is a bit of a cash cow when you're releasing two of them a year. The I think I, I don't actually have a problem with the DLC idea. I, I think it actually is quite a good one. But if you obviously you're not going to improve the gameplay, a lot of people aren't going to be happy with it. The solution is frankly to have a slightly more fluid approach to gameplay throughout the year anyway, in my mind. We never ever see gameplay being patched in FIFA. Um, as much as it's promised. You, know, you can see why they wouldn't do it in terms of like you know huge upgrades. It's not like they're going to just suddenly plug the impact engine in something. No, yeah, that's never going to come as But in DLC. terms of little tweaks and the kind of stuff which perhaps you did tend to see in that, you know, the, in this in the spin-off game. I don't see why there's any reason why not. And it also would really help keep things fresh. It would help perhaps sort of lower the kind of exploits which are going on. Um so I think that, you know, as things become more service driven online with these games and as FIFA gets probably closer to a sort of, uh, I suppose, free-to-play kind of experience, which I think it probably will do in the next uh, five, ten years, if we can get to a kind of point where gameplay is not a sort of yearly iteration, but it's a kind of continual, gradual process, and I think everyone will kind of get what they want. 
obviously, as soon as we go free to play, most people are going to be horrified anyway. But yeah. you say as soon as, as if it's a complete inevitability. Do you think it is? Yeah, uh, okay. almost. Uh, I mean, well, maybe not. Maybe free to play that that bubble will just burst. <laughs> but it just seems a, a it seems a, a better model for most people. Uh, if you know, if you want to buy a part of FIFA, buy a part of FIFA. If you want to buy clubs, buy clubs. If you want to buy career mode, buy career mode. Uh, it allow. I think it's probably where they want to go. FIFA mm-hmm. Ultimate Team is clearly their favourite mode. They talk about practically nothing else. And if if it proves nothing else, it proves that people are willing to put their hand in their pocket. Yeah. So you do have to create. I mean, FIFA Ultimate Team is not necessarily that easy to reciprocate across other game modes because obviously it is actually designed around a mechanic where you're kind of paying to kind of to win. Um, you are actually improving your team by spending money. It would be quite difficult to do that with the other parts of FIFA, I think. But I, I still think eventually we will see something where FIFA is a shell you buy, the gameplay, which is probably kind of free, and then you'll probably have to buy extra elements to it. And I think we'll probably get very used to it with almost every game, unfortunately. Mm. It's interesting, because if you look at like the um, the catalogue, it could almost be some sort of like experiment into that if you think about it because yeah. it will show them what people are redeeming their their um their currency against you know are people going yeah. for celebrations are they going for boots are they going for you know um vp upgrades that kind of stuff i bet i bet they've got some really interesting details out of how people have been using that stuff to see what they can do going forward in terms of what people will or what they can monetize pretty much yeah it is an interesting one, and I think we've seen with Ultimate Team this. It's kind of been most games normally get kind of like you said lambasted pretty publicly for their use of microtransactions. I mean, take Dead Space Three for example, the very recently another EA game which got savaged for its use of um, pay-to-win um, kind of microtransactions. But Ultimate Team, I think you said, I think it's like you said too, because the concept of buying packs is so integral. It doesn't feel like microtransaction, even though it is. It's kind of a slid in, kind of a stealthy microtransaction. Yeah, but the other side of that is that you don't have to pay. Like if you're just, if no. you, you know, if you go and win a few tournaments, you've got enough for a couple of packs. So you could, you can kind of like almost just sustain yourself by playing and then earning your upgrades that way. So. Yeah. I guess kind of it's not. free to play games do kind of go around that. Kind yeah, of exactly. Thing. And it's the same. Like, there's loads of stuff on iOS like that. It's like it's quite fun to play, but they tie. The one thing, I've, in fairness, I don't think you do get in Ultimate Team, which you do get on other free to play things, is that where they sort of stretch out that bit of um, development. If you're earning things, it tends to take an awful lot longer, and it seems to be when yeah. sort of, it's yeah. it's preferable at some point to just put your hand in your pocket and pay some money because. That, that allows you to progress that much faster. Um, and in fairness, I don't think they've really done that with Ultimate Team. Cause I, I suppose because it actually it. has a game mechanic, isn't it? I mean, That's a true. lot of things like Farmville or you know that kind of game or that ridiculous Facebook FIFA game, actually, they don't really have a game to them. It, it, it is kind of just building your team. So that's all there is to do. Yeah, so they have to limit you in some way. Whereas... <clears throat> In theory, playing Ultimate Team should be kind of fun in the way that playing FIFA in general is fun. So yeah, mm. it, it doesn't. It, it certainly isn't, you know, like Farmville at all. But uh, it, it's it's a model which will be difficult to apply to the rest of FIFA. I'm always slightly wary that you know each year we're going to hear about how clubs is going to get its sort of microtransactional fix or 
something along those lines. But so far, so good. No. They tried a little bit with Karimo, didn't they? There was, was it, uh, FIFA 11 you could buy, or was it FIFA 12 you could buy certain Karimo add-ons, like the Creation Center bolt-ins you had to pay for. Yeah, that's um, true. But they were very, again, in fairness, they were just completely anti what you think with EA, but they were actually very reasonably priced. I think um, it's probably because, you know, it's probably because they can't think of a really good way to monetize it more than anything, you know, not to sort of imply the evil or anything. Without but it being too it obvious. It is hard to do. It's hard to do without being obvious. It's hard to do in a way which people are going to pay for because people don't care about all microtransactions a lot of microtransactions really aren't that profitable they're going to want something which which is Mm. ultimate team is the rest and i think um like you say you touched on with the free player model is fifa 13 is not free we've already paid 35 quid for it so we, we don't expect that grind phase or that kind of you know levels 0 to 10 are free but then you have to pay to take the level cap off you know that kind of MMO kind of style free to play which EA themselves are adopting with Star Wars you know the first 15 levels are free or whatever um, that you can play through um, that's a very it's a very interesting debate one I'm sure that will rumble and rumble in as we see more you know tie-ins and add-ons for other games obviously EA have kind of probably in terms of microtransactions been FIFA's probably the most successful with Ultimate Team in terms of the amount of revenue it generates it's just insane um, so maybe EA are happy and just you know, leave it as it is yeah just keep it ticking just, over yeah stick it into one of their other sports franchises, maybe not, not as successfully, but perhaps they've just found the, the golden goose. goose, if you like, and just keep letting Simon hum- Humber lay idea eggs all <laughs> over the show. And uh, <laughs> and they'll be fine. He must sit on a gold throne because <laughs> his ultimate team is his, his as well. He ought to, so. um, um, Tom, you've been playing some more clubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did a bit, yeah. Uh, I did raise a, a, a wry smile when I saw that the latest one was called Keeper Cuntishness. With a um, it's clever with that. A K. I like what you did there. Um, more tomfoolery from you and the FIFA community. Um, is this becoming kind of like a sick addiction? It is. Yeah, it's one of those, like, just can't keep myself away from it. Because I know that every time I go in there, I'll probably end up capturing some gold. Um, it's still fun though it's weird you know you play those matches and you think this is ridiculous but it does put a different spin on things you know if you've been playing offline for a little while certainly freshens things up jumping into some dropping clubs it's an interesting beast it, I'm I'm too scared to play it you should try it in all seriousness you'd probably be surprised because I was really really hesitant and I thought no I'm just going to fucking do it and you know I've purposefully put the, the the shit in those videos that's just stupid and because it hopefully makes them a little bit more watchable but there is some good stuff in there we, we, we almost talked about it for a whole podcast last time but it's um I'm still playing it it's still fun I've got one more that I've got ready I can release fairly soon and I'm I'm looking forward to that with great <laughs> anticipation Tom yeah um Toby, the reason we've the reason we've you know it's taken us a little while to get you on the insider cast, but there's been some you've been pushing out featured pieces like like they're going out of fashion, um, and I guess we'll probably just to break up the little kind of FIFA segment is the first first one to probably touch on is I guess you can probably give the best explanation of making football. Yeah, if I can remember what it was, it seems like quite a long time ago when I did that one. Now it does, um... Tom. I can hear you pouring gin. I can hear you. <laughs> No, you can't. I can. I just heard <laughs> you put the box down. I'll just announce at this phase. That, that was the tonic in. opening. 
<laughs> extra time and Inter Milan need one goal. So anything could happen oh. in the next two minutes. But uh, making football, I mean, basically, I suppose start from the beginning is what I do every day is I'm a student, university, I do computer science. Uh, I know a bit about game design. Uh, I know quite a bit about physics engines at the moment. Um, so I thought it would be quite interesting to try and show a little bit about how a game like FIFA might work. Um, and for a variety of reasons, first, I just think that's quite interesting. I'm obviously really interested in programming game design anyway. Uh, also because I think it gives a, gives it, it gives a sort of inclination to the difficulties of making a game like FIFA. I, I think a lot of people, especially say on the forums, I think have a, a very grim view of EA's developers um in terms of how competent they are in terms of why they make the decisions they do uh and i think i think people do forget that what is actually running fifa is just code and it, it's it's really hard to uh, kind of get your your head around how you can make something extra so big like fifa a uh, simulation which is you know it is the best simulation out there right now and and I think that's something I'd also like to impress upon people is that it is actually they're not idiots they're they're not evil they're trying to do the the best job that they can doing something which no one has done before it you know it's not like it's it, people make arguments like well if you bought a TV and it didn't work that would be completely unacceptable but we've known how to make TVs since 1920 something uh, sort of and we've known how to make LCDs for the last 10 years but making a football game like this it's a pioneering development. Um, so with Making Football, I want to try and give people a bit of an insight into how that works. Uh, I've started off by explaining a bit about how ball physics works and the next one, which should be next Friday. That will be sort of more advanced stuff with ball physics and stuff like the ball curving through the air. Explaining a bit of the actual physics behind that, explaining how that kind of is designed from a program point of view as well. And Tottenham have won. Bollocks. <laughs> That's a really nice ending, rounding up of that. Um, I think what Making Football did for me, I mean, when you told me and Tom what you were doing, we were both kind of got kind of all in giddy schoolgirl excited um, about, you know, having having this sort of stuff on the site. And then you posted the article and obviously we get to see it in draft before the um, the, the general public. Um, and I was kind of reading through it and I was like, oh, this, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And then I got to the bottom and I got to the video and that moment when you hit play and you just see the ball bounce, I was like, all of that, and you—that was the light physics explanation from you. You know, you said that you gave us kind of the the high level the stuff. Yeah, all of that and then some goes into just making a ball bounce mm-hmm. without factoring in anything else. Um, and it was a lovely bounce, by the way, Tove. I'm not gonna. It looks <laughs> very good. natural. It looked brilliant. Um, but I think what making football's kind of done is kind of like you say, shone a light on this kind of myth that you can just go and walk onto the forums and suggest some spurious change and that EA could just do it in a you know in a whim on a whim you know in a, with a click of the fingers this is very very technical stuff we're dealing with here a very very high high level of programming and <clears throat> very talented people working on this game mm-hmm. um and if making football can help that kind of knowledge gap then i can't wait for episode 2 the other thing is that uh, that you pointed out in terms of you know um, replicating football, doing that to the absolute extreme might not make the best game. 
so they're always sort of juggling this sort of line of okay we could we could go ridiculously authentic but there's probably going to be reasons to not do that because it's still got to be playable and there's a wheel we always mention about condensing a 90 minute match down into you know 12 minutes um Obviously, the scale of the pitch. I remember some stuff you did ages ago, Toby, with like the sprint speed things on distances and stuff like that, which is very, very interesting. But um, it, it's, it's all scaling down, isn't it, into this game? So yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we know EA modify sprint acceleration curves and stuff because they've told us they do, and they don't necessarily do it by much. But like you say, the, if somebody had to power up in effectively, you know, from a standing start to a sprint. And if you put that real world kind of <clears throat> the amount of time in terms of amount of time and distance, nobody would ever get up to top speed in FIFA um, because there would be somebody in their face closing down and it would just take too long to, to like say across that 12 minutes, you'd struggle to get an attack going. So like I say, I think you're right, Tom, there is that kind of that, that kind of they've got this ongoing internal battle of real physics versus game. Yeah. And it is important to remember that it is just a game at the end of the day, although we want it to be as close of by kind of definition, <clears throat> sports games are. Go and, go and start a thread on the forums with that title and see what happens. What title? <laughs> it's just a game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't get me very far. Well, it get get it locked pretty quickly. I would have thought. Unless you mention scripting, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the ones on there at the moment that have caveated at the top with this isn't about scripting, but. Yes. <laughs> but there is something this... odd going on, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this database file? Yeah, that's. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> is, this, is this the one named scripting.txt? In the, in the scripting.db, actually. <laughs> yes, uh, sorry. Silly me. Um, wasn't that found to be something to do with crowds, though? I yes. don't... Is that what they've said? It's that, that, maybe I'm thinking of a different file, but there was one that people brought up. That was, no, it was it was part of a database. It was a, it was an attribute of a database that was questionable in terms it's of its naming. Intensity. That's and... it. My, my speculation is it could be to do with the crowds, it could be to do with uh, the way the AI changes its mentalities. Um, but people sort of look at it as like, well, it's clearly scripting because here's some numbers with, you know, we have no idea where that gets loaded into the code. We don't even know if that does get loaded into code. It probably does. Uh, but we don't know There's what so much, gets like, You know, you see like things like the hot coffee stuff from San Andreas. They just didn't take it out. They just buried it. You know, just because it's there doesn't mean it's um, guaranteed to be doing something. In an interview we did with Aaron Cardi on scripting some time ago, he actually said that the code was still present in, I think, FIFA 09, but it wasn't actually used. Because it was Uh, actually in Euro? Yeah, it was the last game it was actually, you know, coded to influence was in 08. It was still in 09 as code that was still sat in the engine but in 10 they stripped yeah, it out they did the audit pulled it all out but it was not there with any malice it was not there to no no <laughs> it was turned off it was you know idle code um mm. so and somehow we've stumbled onto scripting uh it's odd <laughs> we're, we're like a we're like the we're like a microcosm of the forum uh <laughs> ways to returns to scripting what have we become um but yeah, Toby, I mean, I'm sure uh, everybody's looking forward to making Football Part 2. I think it's a really good series. Uh, it's, it's different. Like I say, it's it's pioneering in itself and it's really something that's ever been done before. And like I said, I, I laid down the challenge to you that I want something playable. Um, I was going to say, should we start looking for a publisher? Well, I think Amazon DE have actually already... <laughs> they listed, they've listed it. It's already got a listing. Yeah. Zeo Soccer 1. 
like it. It's got a listing. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll look forward to part um, two. Um, see, like I said, Tom, you've been very busy at the moment. Um, next up on your your kind of editorial journey, um, something which proved to be rather popular and I think very very interesting uh, off the back of the EA Sports Challenge series was uh, Zales Cave's debut uh, with professional FIFA. Um, something I kind of tweeted about myself fairly recently, quite openly after the UK. Uh, regional finals um but i guess your uh kind of the the gist was that uh fifa does have exploits it does have imbalance it does have issues and these tournaments tend to bring them all to the surface streamed online toby that that's pretty much it isn't it i watched that and i just i just don't enjoy watching it at all i i kind of look at i mean there there are amusing moments occasionally when the commentators say something absolutely ludicrous but Aside from that, you're watching it, you're thinking, to be honest, I can play a a pretty weird game of football on seasons if I want, and this looks pretty similar, and they are obviously way better than than us, than the normal people out there, they they practice a hell of a lot, and they're really, really good at it, but they do exactly what people do online, just a lot better, with a lot more consistency, they do the same tactic over and over again. And I think it's just sad, really. Like you, you want to look at, you want to watch them in the same way that you watch, you know, United versus Real Madrid in real football, and you're thinking, well, this is going to be a great match with these two giants. But that isn't what you get with FIFA. You get just the most, the sort of the crappiest kind of game of football that you see. I, I'd prefer to watch like two people who never played FIFA before, definitely over that. And I think you can look at that and you can see so much of what's wrong with FIFA as well in terms of Real Madrid being the best team in the world even though they're really quite a long way away from being it in in well at least in my in my in my judgment um the, the fact that yeah they, that Dave you were beaten by not even the best in the world well according yeah. to FIFA they are the best because <laughs> they're big and strong and fast you hold on to that uh so yeah I, I mean it, it helps me to sleep at night um <laughs> But I, I think, to be honest, I mean, like you say, I think that's actually the most interesting thing. You would think, by definition, if you were in a competitive tournament and you could choose <clears> any team to be, you'd choose Barcelona. That would just be the natural thing to do, wouldn't it? In the best theory. team in the world. Um, but like you say, when you transfer that to FIFA, you've got quite a lot of midget Spanish men um, who have great football skills, but not necessarily the greatest physical skills. Um, and that doesn't quite add up for FIFA, whereas Real Madrid have players of a similar slightly less but just as good technical skills and like you said Tom they've got the battering ram because they've got Ronaldo they've got Higuain they've got the big powering forwards to kind of and Benzema and people like that to sort of fire you to the top against you know the Barcelonas of this world the Man United's the Chelsea's you know whoever Um, I mean I tweeted something kind of in just kind of the thing that annoys me most about these things, forget all that, is same team matchups. Oh, yeah, that is annoying. But especially when it's all the way through the tournament. And Real Madrid versus Real Madrid. That I enjoyed just be it. Outlawed. Some sort of like guilty pleasure, like clubs. <laughs> sort of just, I mean, can't not watch it. I appreciate that these tournaments have rules and guidelines about the way you can play or, you know, to play fair and all this stuff. But some rules are unwritten. You do not do clubs versus countries. You do not do the same team versus the same team. Mm. It, it should just be outlawed. And I think, for me, 
I like else. the idea of everyone having to draw a team out of a pool at the start of the tournament and just having to then use that team all the way through. Real Madrid's going to probably It's not well, as simple as that. Yeah, no. What I'd say is that, yeah, that's the argument, is that if somebody drew Real Madrid, they would maybe have an unfair advantage. But why not that's just set... a floor in the game, isn't it? Why not, yeah, why not just set a 4.5-star team cap, yeah. pick the best Fuck that, a three-star team cap, because then, you know... The game plays better. yeah. I mean, is, you're, I mean, you're at what, least then showing people, you know, that you'd like to think at that point that the people that go through and can actually do something in those kind of tournaments would be very good FIFA players, I rather mean, than that, people that have just learned how to be the best with the best teams. That for me, the same people. Be the, uh, yeah, probably. That for me would be the definition of the best FIFA player: somebody who's drawn any team of a kind of medium to low standard mm. at random. And can make them play well enough to win a tournament against other good FIFA players. Yeah. And play on manual. Yes. There is that. Because <laughs> I mean, that's the most ludicrous thing, probably, isn't it? You're you're watching this thing, and you're they're just they're playing with assists. So the majority of what's going on is kind of down to that assistance. It's like you know, if Lewis Hamilton drives around with ABS. It it's just nonsense. It, it I I've always found that a real. I just don't understand why for FIWC and for this kind of stuff, why not manual? Why not at least semi? Because at least then you're seeing you're seeing real skill there, uh, mm. level uh, which no you know most people simply can't deal with. You would see the difference between players to a much greater degree, and it wouldn't be about exploiting the same kind of you know the ball over the top all the time because it's simply not as easy to do. Um, I mean, again, it is a difficult one, but it that is the biggest sign of any sign that the assistant settings in FIFA are wrong. While people in those tournaments, the best players in the world, need assistance and are advantaged by that assistance, there's something wrong. It's that simple. Did I mention I, when we talked about this on the last podcast about that that documentary about Bruce Granick? Can't remember if I talked to you about that or not. No, I watched it. It's interesting in that respect because it does kind of explain that they they kind of just try and game it as much as possible. It's not about playing football. It's no. about gaming the game. Um, and he has a guy like a like, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's just a guy that stands over his shoulder whilst he's playing, just kind of like sucks up to him and just says, "You're great. Don't worry about it. You're fine." When he goes one nil down, he's like, "You got this. Don't worry." It's like a Cheerleader. Like a mo- yeah, but yeah, exactly that. A cheerleader. I thought I'd throw that in there, but it was interesting to see the way they sort of look at things. They take it very, very seriously, but not from a. Like we all come at this from a football point of view. It's like we'd like to have this sandbox where we can play football and create football in it. Um, and they come at it from winning money. Fucking uh, assholes. I, I, I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 <laughs> I think like Toby, like Toby says that is everything that's wrong with it because the best people at FIFA should be the best people with the best football brain. In theory. In theory. These people who are trying to just be gamers should should be inferior by they definition. Should go and play because they don't Yeah, because they don't understand the way good football should be played. Now there's obviously a crossover because a lot of these guys are big football fans. They appreciate good football. They watch good football all the time. Yeah, but I don't dispute that, but it's it, it, I mean, for me, if nothing, like you said, Toby, that kind of sums it up perfectly. If this doesn't show you watching that final, doesn't show you that assisted is wrong, it doesn't show EA that assisted is wrong, then they need to. I don't know. I don't know what else you can show them. 
I really don't because it's it's a car crash. It's a, a shambles, really. And assisted, if EA do one thing with next gen FIFA, if they you know fix assisted, they could stick whatever kind of res and kind of texture and the amount of polygons they put on there. But if they sort that out, they'll be halfway to a better football game straight away. By so, fixed, you mean remove? Yeah, <laughs> by fix, I mean destroy, burn. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. Um, and then while we're on to the next gen. Um, very briefly, the, the, the most recent Zales Cave um, was the next-gen gamble, Toby. Um, and I think it is a bit of a gamble because EA are about to potentially split the largest sports gaming community in two or three or four, depending on how you look at it, depending on how many next-gen consoles there are versus how many existing consoles. And for somebody, for a company who's built a sales record on volume and mass that's got to be quite scary for them i guess i I think the thing which is is strange for me is that we sit here and we're probably going to know a lot of these answers in a couple of months but at this stage it's very very hard to know what's going to happen in terms of this will it be like last generation are we going to have maybe a year where there isn't really a fifa next gen are we going to have a complete rebuild are we going to see something more like what Assassin's Creed's doing, where they're doing this kind of cross-generational stuff? It's 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 just incredibly tricky to know. I do have this slight worry that EA will be worried about losing what they built this generation. Um, and, you know, I worry about that because what I want to see from FIFA is I want to see big technological improvements like we saw last gen. Uh, admittedly, FIFA is in a much better place now than it was in FIFA 06. But I, I would love to see them really go for it, try and do some incredibly new stuff in kind of the way that Konami seemed to be. I mean, obviously, that's all coming out right now. <clears throat> Pez is going for a you know that they are building a new engine that's going to be in their next game on current gen and next gen consoles so whether ea are going to try and match them or just try and blow them out of the water again or whether they're going to sort of kind of be worried about losing what they've built especially in terms of ultimate team and the youtube community and that kind of stuff i think it's a really big question i think it's a very difficult one to answer and i i wonder you know i wonder what do you if you had to bet right now what we're going to see next gen is it going to be a new engine? Is it going to be cross-gen? Is it going to be just, you know, kind of continual, you know, iterative upgrades? Tom? My inclination is to say it's going to be somewhere in between just because the all the little pieces we've had this, this gen in terms of, like, the impact engine and all that, from interviews and all that kind of stuff, my understanding is that they've been built to be ported and that kind of thing. So, you know... Potentially, yeah, new engine with those bits brought over. Um, I guess that makes the most sense to me. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's really, really difficult because part of me wants to be like, no, of course they won't rest on their laurels. Of course they're just going to innovate and they're going to carry on exactly as they have um, for the last sort of four or five years, and it's just going to all going to be great because they're going to keep throwing money at it and all you know all the problems will <laughs> be resolved. But I don't know if they will or not. I think in terms of like that side of things, Ultimate Team, those kind of, they just can't afford to have that fall away um it's just they they they're going to have to fight in some way to retain that stream of income and i just hope it doesn't affect anything else on the by doing that i think this is where it gets interesting because like you say they've built ultimate team into this kind of 
monster basically um which is which the driver for ultimate team is the volume of people that play it on the same platform Mm. So whether that's Xbox 360 or PS3, there's a big enough market there to drive that auction house, to drive prices up, down, to drive people to continue to play. That's all because that there's a settled community. And if you take that onto a PS4 and you do it in such a way that it's a totally, it's a complete, you know, um, step change in that it's completely different. It doesn't reach back. We know it, we know the PS4 is not going to be backward compatible via disc. We know that. So if it's going to be that big a step change, surely you start a new Ultimate Team community on a pla- on a console platform which has, you know, not even a, a, a thousand, won't even have a thousandth of the user base when it starts off. <clears throat> surely that's got to be EA's biggest headache because they're going to yeah, split. that's going to suffer, isn't it? They're going to split what they've built, and I think this is where I'm, I'm kind of siding a little bit, I guess, with both of you in that I think in my head I'll, I'm thinking new engine brand new engine you know really push the boundaries go strip it out and start again and, and show us a real next gen offering of fifa and then the brain kicks in and says it's going to be some kind of halfway cross play where it'll be the engines will be identical but one will look slightly prettier because they can you know get 1080p out of it um mm. 1080p 60 native none of this upscaling bollocks so that's what i think will happen and i think if they do it in that way they could potentially match make people online across consoles if the engines were identical. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, Fuck knows. It's that's far quite far out there to think about that. But they could certainly use the same kind of auction houses um that Ultimate Team plugs into. Um across the same kind of same kind of console vendor. Um which is why I when I wrote my World Cup piece, I was quite excited about FIFA fourteen World Cup. Because I think that could be the first next-gen genuine FIFA. Because mm-hmm. there's no risk attached to it. It's not the main FIFA series. They can be experimental. They can, you know, rewrite an engine and put it out there as a test. And other than the fact that people as soon buy as that. they do, they've already put in such an <clears> investment <throat> that it doesn't really matter. If they have a next-gen FIFA, it will be FIFA 15. Mm. Undoubtedly. Yeah. But um, they could use 14 World Cup as kind of the proving oh, ground. Yeah, definitely. To kind of tweak that and get it into a position where then FIFA 15 is kind of is kind of the beta test for FIFA 15, if you like. And people will eat that up based on branding alone. So yeah, they'll buy it because it's a World Cup game. Exactly. It's the biggest tournament in world football. It sells itself most of the time. Um, so yeah, I think the next gen gamble that pretty much sums it up. Um, what are EA going to do? I think we'll find out at E3 probably, or maybe just before E3. I don't know if EA will want to go on their own. Um, Part, I hope there is a new engine. I hope it is kind of radical and brilliant. Because um, Konami are certainly making the right noises right now. Obviously, proof is in the pudding, and we haven't really seen anything visually yet. Um, and I've seen that edge cover. Ooh. Yeah, I know. A man's face. <laughs> a man's face. Stationary. You heard of the center of gravity. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that gravity stuff and that what barycentric physics, whatever it's called, that same thing. Whatever it's called, um, that is what FIFA needs. Though we we know it that's is, what FIFA yeah. needs. That but is what it, it needs. It, it's it, the thing which is really strange with that is how different is that from what EA were saying they were doing at the beginning of last gen mm. when they're saying much. we're doing bio- biomechanics, and they did, 
and they kind of disappeared from FIFA 09 onwards. Mm. So it, it's it's really hard to know what this will look like, it's, but it will be. It is possible that Konami are going to be onto something really big, and that will obviously have massive ramifications to what EA do because you know we can't forget that it's only really six years ago that Pez was in a lot of people's minds in this hardcore community was by far the better game. And Certainly from a footballing point of view, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously people are getting quite excited about Konami's announcement and things like that, and, and, and rightly so. I think they're making, like I said, they're making the right noises, but obviously EA's cards are still exactly. you know, completely to the chest at the moment. We don't know what they're going to do. We have no idea what they're going to come up with themselves. And if you look at Tukin and talking about in terms of resources, who's got the greater resources to divert to EA could have been working on a new engine for four years yeah. and it never would have even, you know, yeah, occurred to anyone because they're just that big. They could have, you know, had any number of sub teams working on different elements, probably across all their titles. Cause they look at things like frostbite and that starting to plug into a lot of different things now. Oh, um, yeah. Imagine if you hit the shot hard enough at an ad board and it just shatters. <laughs> That's where they need frostbite and that sort of stuff. Destructible with stadiums. Destructible stadiums. <laughs> uh, be brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think we're all kind of on the edge of a very, very interesting time for FIFA and the time for, for gaming in general. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what EA actually do, gentlemen. Um, mm. I think that rounds up a rather splendid podcast. Inside a cast, um, actually. Um, Toby... Your maiden voyage. Congratulations. Yeah, I made it. It was good. Tottenham won, which is a disaster. But other than that, it was good. And uh, you'll be back with making football to blow everybody's tiny minds very soon. Yeah, it should be uh, next Friday. Oh, and um, Friday. Tom, while, to- while Toby's pushing, you know, the kind of the boundaries of football physics, you'll be doing more stupid stuff in clubs? Probably. <laughs> Comparable. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, it's it's about the team effort, guys. We've all got we've all got our strengths. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tom's a gin and clubs. Um, so um, right, that concludes inside the cast zero three. Uh, it's goodbye from you, Tom Mills. Goodbye. It's goodbye from you, Toby. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>